morning, church. My name is Jeff. I'm one of the pastors here, and I'm going to be sharing a little bit from the scriptures here, Luke 2, 16 to 12. The time came from, for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. And she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. So the angels proclaim good news that will cause great joy to all the people. News of a Savior, of a Messiah that was born. This is such remarkably good news that today, over two millennia later after this occurrence, Melissa Victor and Evan will step into the waters of baptism in just a moment in response to this great news. But what's so good about it? And why does it have any relevance for us today? Well, let me take a few moments to recount what the scriptures have to say. Genesis tells us that we were created by God in his image to be in deep relationship with him. But since he's a God of love, he didn't force himself on us. Rather, he gave us freedom to choose life with him in his will, in his infinite wisdom, or life without him and do things our own way. And we were deceived by the enemy to believe that we couldn't trust God and that we didn't need him. So we began to look to other things to take the place of God in our life, like wealth and power, relationships, achievements, pleasure. But none of these were enough. They were never meant to be. And our worship of them caused all sorts of dysfunction and brokenness in our lives, in our relationships to others, and most devastatingly, in our relationship to our Creator. But again, God in His great love saw how miserable and helpless we were and had compassion on us. So he chose to do the unthinkable. He chose to come down himself in the person of Jesus of Nazareth, born as a lowly baby to a humble family in an obscure corner of Roman-occupied Israel. Jesus lived and he showed us the way to be fully human, A life that was marked by intimacy with the Father, by full reliance and trust in Him. But He did even more than that. He voluntarily took on Himself the consequences of our sin and our brokenness, and He died a brutal death on a cross in our place. But we know the story. Death could not hold them, and God raised Him from the dead on the third day. And his life, death, and resurrection was the initiation of his kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven, which you and I are now a part of. 
And that's good news. And today, when you step into the waters of baptism, in Jesus, you are also participating in death and resurrection into a new life. A new life that has been reconciled to God, your creator. And you're able to live into your God-given identity as a child of God. As the Father speaks to Jesus at his baptism, he speaks the same to you. You are my child whom I love. With you, I am well pleased. And all of us who, who trust him and follow him, we have now become the people of God, citizens of God's kingdom, his church. And the church is God's plan to bring healing and renewal to a world that so desperately needs it. See, in Christ, we're offered mercy and grace so that we would in turn offer mercy and grace to others. We've been forgiven so that we would forgive others. We are healed so that we would be healers. We are reconciled to God so that we would be reconcilers. We receive God's peace so that we would be peacemakers. And through baptism, you are born into a new family, the family of God. Family that is here surrounding you today. But also a family that spans throughout the entire world and throughout history. And that is good news. So today we celebrate new life. And as a church, we celebrate the growing family of God. Which today is not only larger, but it's more complete because you are a part of it. And this is such a special day, and many of us remember our own baptism with great joy as we were born into the family of God. I remember my own as a 12-year-old kid at a church camp, and I am more confident today of that decision than I've ever been in my life. So I invite you to open up your heart today and allow him to take a hold of your life. Because baptism is not just something that you do or something that the church does, but God is actively at work in baptism. He's healing you, renewing you, empowering you through his spirit to live the new life that Jesus has offered you through his life, death, and resurrection. So come into the baptismal waters with a deep understanding of this incredible sacrament you have chosen to participate in. But also with the expectation of what God will do in you today and will continue to do as you follow him alongside your new family in Christ. Let us pray. Lord, thank you that you did bring about good news. You have reconciled us to God through your life, death, and resurrection. And today, Melissa, Victor, and Evan have chosen to step into the waters of baptism to be born again into a new life with you. Let us celebrate this for them as individuals, but also for us as a family, your family that you have chosen. We pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Oh. So far, amazing service. Oh, man, it's going to get even better as we continue in our service today. Um, want to make you sure you guys know that the church has prepared refreshments after the service. 
So as you walk out into the courtyard, you will find refreshments there. Don't feel like you have to rush right away to, to leave, but stay and enjoy fellowship because Pastor David Runyon is here today, and we welcome you. Thank you for joining us in worship. Yeah, let's give him a hand. And make sure you greet him as we, uh, as we have refreshments today, and I have a hug reserved for you from me. <laughs> well, Jeff uh, preached the first part of the message because we are bringing you the message from Luke chapter 2, the proclamation that the angels gave to the shepherds. And if you could put that passage up on the screen today from verses 8 and 9. And the... the, the the verses, and there were shepherds living out in the field nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will cause, that will be for all the people. For in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you, he is the Messiah. The Lord, And that's the passage that we're going to really focus in on as we move into Advent, looking at the good news and great joy for all people this Sunday. Next Sunday, we're going to look at Jesus, the Advent of our Savior, and then the Advent of the Messiah and the Advent of the Lord, and how all of that speaks to us in this beautiful time. And so Jeff preached an amazing message about the advent of good news that leads to the salvation of souls and the transformation of life that we can celebrate when we baptize people in the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. And then I get the great privilege to talk to you about the great joy that is for all people. And so when the angels made that proclamation to the shepherds, you noticed a couple of things that, that is is a recurring theme throughout Scripture. And that is that whenever we encounter angels, the people who encounter the angels are are terrified or they're troubled when we see angels. And part of the reason, I believe, for that is because the second thing that happens is that when we encounter angels, the people who encounter the angels, their lives are changed drastically. They're not the same. The shepherds were terrified in the passage of Scripture that we looked at. And, 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 and they, their lives weren't the same. In fact, they, they decided to, to go from what they were doing, watching over the flocks, and, and journey into Bethlehem to find this baby that the angels had told them about. Now, on the angel side, right, the angel side, it's always the same as well. The people are terrified, and their lives change, But on the side of the angels, uh, there's two things that happen here. First, the angels say, do not be afraid. That's what angels always say when people are terrified. You'll see this again and again in Scripture. When the angels show up, people are terrified, and the angel reassures people, do not be afraid. And here, as they talk to the shepherds, there's two reasons. Because they bring good news of great joy that will be for all people. That the angel is bringing good news, number one, and this good news will cause great joy for all of the people. And that's what I want to talk about today, the great joy that Jesus brings into our world. But before the angels appeared to the shepherds, 
in Luke chapter 1, the angel appeared to Mary. And the angel, when, when, when the angel appeared to Mary, the same thing happened. Mary was troubled and, uh, because she knew her life was going to change. And guess what the angel said to Mary? Do not be afraid, right? So if we can put the passage of Scripture up on the screen here. This is Luke chapter 2, verses 26 to 35. If you have your Bibles, you can find it in, in, in your Bibles. And hear the word of the Lord. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth uh, in, a town, in the town Galilee to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, the descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And the angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And Mary was greatly troubled, right? We always are. We're troubled when angels come and visit us. Why? Because our lives will change. So Mary was troubled at the words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, because that's what angels always say. And Mary, you have found favor with God, and you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever, and his kingdom will never end. Wow. When, when angels appear, if you ever come across an angel, <laughs> know that your life is about to change, right? Because that's what happens when angels come. And, and, and when, when we think about it, why do we fear when we see angels? Why, why are people so fearful in the Bible? Well, because they know that their lives are going to change. And when change happens, aren't we kind of fearful of that? When, when change happens and we have no control over those changes. Think about your life. If, if things were about to change drastically in your life and you don't know what the outcome is going to be. Boy, there's a little bit of trepidation there. Wouldn't you agree? You have no control over it. And for Mary, this is what the angel said to this little teenage girl. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. And his kingdom will not end. Can you imagine hearing those words for yourself? And what would that mean to you and how that would change your life? Anybody in this room would be terrified or at least troubled. And you talk about a life being changed drastically. Mary had never been with another man, had never been with a man, period, right? The Bible says she was a virgin. And yet the angel said, you're going to bear a son. I I would be terrified. I would be terrified if I were her. And, um, and, but the, the response of the angel for both Mary and for the shepherds who, who knew that their lives were going to change drastically, the response to them was the same. Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. That's the word from the angel to both the shepherds and to Mary. And the reason they were not to be afraid is this one simple truth that I just want to 
share with you today that you can take with you as we begin the season of Advent. The reason they were told to leave their fears behind is because the presence of God himself is with them. Right? For Mary, the angel said to her, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And to the shepherds, the angel said, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. You see, we know that in this world, that trouble comes to us all. Challenges come to us all. Our lives change whether an angel shows up to us or not. Things happen to us. All of the time. And very often, we're not even in control over those times. But here's the good news of great joy. That whenever we go through anything of a challenge like that, the serious, difficult things that you have no control over, the presence of the Lord is with you. You can put your fears away because God's presence is with you. But I want you to hear this, church. That does not mean that the road ahead is going to be easy. It doesn't mean we'll be free from pain. But what it does mean is that even though we go through these challenges, whether we meet angels or not, and we all go through challenges, that the very presence of God goes with you. And that is good news. You see, Mary and Joseph, they experienced a lot of challenges. Can you think about this? Just put yourselves in their shoes for just a short moment. They're in Nazareth. And they heard that they have to go down to Bethlehem to register for the census. And you know how long that trip is? It's about 70 to 100 miles, depending on where you start and where you end. And they are traveling, not because they have a car or a chariot, <laughs> right? They're traveling because by, by feet. They're walking. It takes about four days to a week to get there. But she's pregnant with a child ready to be born. Can you imagine if you have been pregnant, having to walk for four straight days or probably a week, traveling somewhere between 70 and 100 miles? That's tough, wouldn't you say? And then when you get to the, the city, Bethlehem, th there was no Travelocity or Hotels.com that they could use. They had to find a place to stay, and there was no place to stay. I can imagine Joseph being worried in this town. And, and here's the thing. Because she was pregnant, they probably traveled a lot slower than the, the caravan that took off with them to go down. And so they were the last ones getting into the city and all of the rooms that could be filled had been filled and there was no place for them. And with this pregnant mom ready to give birth, can you imagine this young couple in the middle of a foreign city trying to find a place? Where are we going to stay? That's hard. And finally, they find a stable to stay in. Unless you live in a rural part of town, you don't know what a stable is, right? I had to look it up. 
Sta- stable is not like a sturdy structure. That's stable. Sorry, bad joke. Okay. A stable is a place where the animals live. And that's where the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords was born. And Mary went through childbirth. There's great pain in that. So what I'm saying to you today is that life is full of difficulties and challenges. We are not exempt from any of that. But the good news that can bring us great joy is that through all of that, the very presence of God is with us. For Mary and for Joseph, the advent of joy came, even with hard times and pain, but the assurance that God's presence was with them as when they brought forth their baby and called him Emmanuel, God with us. Oh, that's good news. And when Jesus came, there was great joy to be had for both Mary and Joseph. For us today, the recipients of the angel's message, there is good news and great joy for us as well because Emmanuel is with us. God is with us. He is there in our struggles and in our heartaches and in our pains because that's all a part of life. You may not have come across an angel But some way or another, life changes for all of us. And we're not in control oftentimes. But when that time comes, know this, that God goes with you. And his very presence is there for you. And again, for Mary and Joseph, the joy of a baby brought into the world. The joy of new life in their family. The joy of God's creation. The joy of God's presence with them in Jesus Christ. That joy of Advent is the same joy that Tanya and Johnny have as they bring Oswald for dedication. That's the same joy that Jeff and Lauren have as they bring Mariana for dedication. The challenges, the trials, the pain, they have gone through all of that. In fact, they probably are going through that now the late nights and uh, early mornings. But the Lord is with you in it all.